Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So this has been, for us, for our lifetime, the most unprecedented week in sports history. Michigan Wolverines, 15-0, win the national championship. Even the NCAA president had to come out and say Michigan won in fair and square. Then this past Sunday, in what could only be described as the most electric atmosphere that I've ever seen on TV for any Detroit <laughs> sporting event, whether I'm talking championship games or other playoff games, the Detroit Lions and a 30-year-plus drought and win a playoff game. 24-23, they went against a quarterback that was here for 12 years and couldn't get the job done. Um, and damn it, I think we all were Brad Holmes after the victory. That, I don't even know what that was. I don't know if that was a growl, the shot, whatever the hell it was. I think that was my chance. <laughs> All the way around. Top it off, the Detroit Pistons, they won a game yesterday. (laughs) Blew my mind. Um, And the Fab Five, after 30 years, all five of them were together because they all have been back at Michigan at, at different points. But all five of them back together for the first time since they played together at Michigan. And Jalen Rose and Chris Weber have officially, um, they have buried the hashtags, both of them posting on social media each other. So I don't know if it was a, if you were a kid growing up in the 90s that were a Michigan Fast Five fan, a Lions fan, a Michigan football fan, this has to be the greatest week of your life. Man, you, look. This has to be by far one of the happiest. And the Red Wings are winning too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to top that off too, this has to be one of the happiest moments. Man, Rodney, when I tell you I've been on an emotional roller coaster, I don't know how to feel no more. Man, I, I, I cried when the Lions won, man. Like, I, it, I just broke down. For some reason, for some reason, it just hit me. It hit me because, like, it, that, that, it's decades, Rodney. Like, just sitting there with my grandfather and sitting there with other family members. We'll huddle up by the TV and, you know, we have our snacks and stuff. And we'll watch the, the Lions game. And, of course, they'll let us down most of the time. Um, Barry would try his best. But we just knew that it was better days ahead. But, man, we didn't know we had to wait till now. Like, this is this is insane. But it feels good to win a playoff game after, what, 1993? 91, something like that? 92 was the last time they um, won a playoff game. And they, mm. they they did it. I mean, Aaron Glenn has faced his chair, share of criticism. Um, and the Hawaiians offense, they, they hit a wall in the second half. But the damn defense, I know they gave up a whole bunch of yards to one wide receiver, but for them to hold the ramp to field goals, um, come through in a clutch. Um, just, just shout out to to to, to the defense. Um, 
I, for one, have been a fan of Aaron Glenn. Uh, I, I, I don't think you can discuss the Lions' victory without discussing um, the hell of a job the defense did to, I'll call it bend but don't break, basically. Right. No, I, and you know, a lot of people need to realize this about the defense. I, I criticize the defense, too, um, on a lot of things. I think some of the schemes are terrible, but you got to remember, this league now, the NFL that we're watching, is all about offense. You can't do too much on defense. You can't be too handsy. You can't, even though we have seen some calls that have been uh, questionable towards the end um, on a lot of these games, but yeah, you can't really do too much on defense. It's all about offense and scoring. That's why you got all these teams just putting up crazy yards. Um, but the Lions have been hanging in there, man. And and shout out to the defense, like you said. They, they've been doing a damn good job um, stopping the run, number one. And also, uh, you know, stopping other players from, from getting involved. Um, of course, the, the key marquee players, they try to play one-on-one. Sutton got to step up a little bit more, but... I think they've been balling. Yeah, I'm just who who would think we would be sitting here? Um, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, Rodney, no. Yeah, I, I know you about to say it. I got, I gotta get, it, I gotta get on my Stephen A. Smith box real quick. How the hell are they still America's team? Oh man! Dallas Cowboys hasn't. They haven't won anything of significance since Emma Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin was on the team. They yeah, you're right about that. They have blown it time after time, coach after coach, quarterback after quarterback, and Dak Prescott. My God. All I can think about is Reggie Miller in in a in a choke job. <laughs> oh no, no! And, and Dan Quinn to me cost himself a head coaching job. That's that's whew, that's some tough words, Roddy. You know what? I think I don't know what you know. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you how it looked to me, Rodney. I'm gonna tell you how it looked to me. It looked to me like they were really missing digs on defense and a couple other people they were missing due to injury, man. They really needed those guys. Like their defense is really good. They had a lot of key injuries. And I, I do think McCarthy needs to be replaced. I, I don't think uh, he's a really good coach. Yeah, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers ran him out of Green Bay for, for um, similar reasons. I, I don't – the the scheme they had on defense was just terrible. Um, being by watched Ferg Taker get off yesterday, where they talked about them staying with five and six DB when the Packers were running it down their throats. I I don't know. I think you you clean how McCarthy gone Dak. He's a good regular season quarterback, but the playoffs he has been terrible. Well, they they went away from the run, and, and it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, the defense was the bread and butter, and they didn't come to play. Like, if you watch that game, Rodney, think about it like this. When the game first started, right, 
they marched right on the field, straight down the field, like 80-something, well, 70-something yards. 80-something yards, they marched up the field, straight on them and scored a touchdown. Majority of it was the run. Then they come out, they deviate from the run, and then they just throw the, they throw the ball and, and do like a three and out. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Then they then Green Bay scored again, and they were in trouble after that because they don't, they're not doing the, they're not running the ball. And and that's usually the Dallas Cowboys' bread and butter. Uh, when they had Ezekiel Elliott, at least they had a two-headed monster, and both of those guys are running the ball. Now you just got the one running back, and they're not even giving him the ball at all. And Dak Prescott, he hasn't been using his feet. He's just been throwing the ball. I, I, I don't know what's going on in Dallas, but – Horrible play calling, horrible defense, and they just they fell behind and just couldn't come back. It was just over with at like halftime, in my opinion. Yeah, it was halftime. It was definitely already over with by the third quarter. Uh, the Dallas fans seemed to get the message, and they left the stadium in <laughs> massive numbers. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was like twenty eight to seven at halftime. But the writing was on the wall, man. You can see it. That, that game was over with, and they just kept piling on. They scored twenty. They scored twenty eight points in the first half and scored twenty eight points in the second. half. All I could think about was the Vince Carter slam dunk competition. It's over. Yeah, that that was that was bad. But it feel like next year once they get everybody back, like I said, they really were missing digs. Um. And you know, they of course it's Dallas Cowboys, so they're gonna buff up on all the defense and and, and overpay everybody. I, I think they're gonna be one of the suitors for Chase Young too, because I don't think the 49ers are gonna uh, gonna resign him. No, I don't so, either. I'm interested to see what the market bear for um Chase Young in the offseason. We got some interesting second round matchups, some I I didn't see coming. Uh, 49ers, Packers, two historic franchises. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Jordan Love got it done in in Dallas. Let's, let's see how he does against probably the second best defense in the league in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that, Rodney. They haven't been looking like it lately, but let's see, man. I, hopefully. Give me your predictions on that game, Rodney. Like, give the people a score. Give them, give them something. Two things that you think are gonna happen in that game. Uh, I'm think Bosa's gonna have two sacks. Yeah, I think Purdy is going to play average. I think, <laughs> I think Jordan Love. I think it's a defensive struggle. Um, 17-14, um, 49ers. Ooh, that's a good one. You know you know what's crazy? Green Bay's won four games in a row. They've been playing lights out. The only team that was hotter than them were the Rams. The Rams are playing really good, too. Um, but they were playing also a pretty good Lions team. They got cheated out of that Dallas game, and then we would have won some a lot of consecutive games, too. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Green Bay on this one. The way I know this might sound crazy, but the way that Green Bay has been playing and the way they've been trending is they're taking a page out of the 49ers playbook. If you're gonna win the, the championship, you need to run through Christian McCaffrey. He's the best running back in the league. But they wanted to be the Purdy show, 
And I don't understand why they keep letting this man throw the ball over and over again. It's like they're trying to put him in the MVP race for no reason. When the real MVP of that team all along has been McCaffrey. And he's actually banged up too. So he got a little injured during the uh, the commander's game and then they took him out. But they got to ride him. And and one thing I can say about Green Bay, Rodney, I think their defense is better than, than our defense. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will agree with that. And like they say, defense travels. So are you – I'm going to – future forecast here. Are you predicting an NFC North NFC championship game? Yes. And and the scene of the crime is gonna be for field. I believe I believe that the uh, Green Bay Packers are gonna take care of business and they're gonna beat the uh, 49ers. Okay. In a hostile crowd at Levi Stadium. They're gonna beat them. And if that's the case, um, Detroit fans will go really nuts because you will have the Lions hosting an NFC Championship game. Because I think we both agreed. Um, so Tampa and Detroit played earlier in the season. It was a pretty good game. Um, you were at that game. Yes. J-Mo scored a touchdown. Uh, the defense held. Um, so, both teams already played each other, so, but this time it'll be in Detroit. Um, I think Detroit puts up numbers on the the Tampa Bay defense. I, I think this one is 35-21. Yeah, I, I'm just not – I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Even last night, they won that game last night against the uh, Eagles, but – he still he has a couple iffy throws and he's throwing off the back of his he's just throwing like falling backward yeah like come on Baker interceptions yeah that's not gonna fly against the Lions who basically they and plus they were kind of carving them up um, Tampa Bay struggled against the run the uh, run uh, defense of the Lions so I believe it's gonna be the same thing Lions are not giving up any running touchdowns to anybody like you it literally has to be a a pass interference or something to get you really close to the goal line if you're going to run that bad boy in but they're not letting that happen so i'm definitely going to take the lions at home and this crowd is going to be more hostile than last time because uh i believe the lions i think they they super bowl contenders i, I hate to say it but i think they got a, the remedy to beat the 49ers and and beat green bay and beat uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, so um, you have San Francisco. Well, I have San Francisco and the Lions. You have Green Bay and, and the Lions won the NFC side. AFC side, the Houston Texans. They just, if you want to talk about, we we saw two blocks in Green Bay over Dallas and then um, the Texans just obliterated the Cleveland Browns. Um, C.J. Stroud definitely, I think, has cemented his himself as rookie offensive rookie of the year. Uh, it'll be. I don't know. I'm interested to see coaching of the year. I believe uh, they may have the coach of the year too. The but I think Dan Campbell has has something to say about that too. Will. 
um, really interested to see. Um, but nonetheless, the and who would have thought it? The Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud, Ohio State to Michigan connection. Um, they look damn good. Man, they look really good too. I no, I, I like Stroud. He's my second. Uh, if if I'm going for uh, for AFC, then of course I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud for uh, uh, offensive rookie of the year. But if uh, for both, uh, I'm going to go with Puka. Man, that guy is special. Man, I, I rode him all the way to um, to a championship for my uh, fantasy team. So and I'm rolling with Puka on that. He's been putting up some crazy numbers, and if his numbers weren't crazy, at least he was putting up a touchdown in those games. And Rodney, one thing that we both know, Flacco is going to get Joe Flacco is going to give you pick sixes like crazy. His last six games, he's throwing an interception. Three or more interceptions in every game. Yeah. Well, like actually, one at one or more, but his max was three. So three, two, three, uh, a couple of ones in there, but all of them was damn near for pick sixes. So uh, Joe Flacco's. <laughs> that's Call the reason why he was on the couch. Call him Oprah when it comes to the pick sixes. You get a pick six, and you get a pick six, man. I I just knew for sure. It was two things that you can probably count on in that game. And I was telling one of my, my coworkers, I said, Joe Flacco's going to throw a pick six, but he's also going to throw for two touchdowns. And uh, he didn't throw for the two touchdowns. But, um, yeah, man, it, it, I, the writing was kind of on the wall with that one. I think they, they're better off with, uh, with Chubb coming back and also Watson. They'll be better next year. Yeah, and then you have – in one of the coldest games I have ever witnessed, so damn cold, Andy Reid mustache froze. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' helmet cracked. And I think this proves uh, why Miami pushed together a good regular season. But if they have to go on the road in the playoffs, it's playing the cold. Um, I don't think they've won a game in the playoffs under 40 degrees in forever. So that's why it was so important for them to to finish strong and and win those games, man. That that way can have home field advantage. <clears throat> that would have really helped out Tariq Hill and everybody else. But yeah, they they choked that away, and they gave it away to to the hottest team that on the, in the AFC right now in Buffalo. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be, and of course, the Buffalo Bills and what was another cold game. I don't even think the stadium was all, all the way fully shoveled out yesterday when this game took place. But the Pittsburgh still in a little bit of a controversy. Um, I saw George Pickens came out say they had to beat the, the Bills and the Revs. Um, Tomlin walked off the podium and asked about his job security, which, you know, I don't blame him. You've had 17 straight winning seasons. Um, I think if Tomlin's out of a job, I can think of 20 other teams that would probably hire him immediately. So, Yeah, that, and that's that's ridiculous. You know, whenever I hear that about Tomlin, all those consecutive winning seasons, all those amazing players that come out of there, I think this right now has to be the youngest team that he's ever had and had to deal with. And he's actually like a damn good coach and a good mentor. 
I, I, I think that'll be the wrong move. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But you, know, you know where I would like to see him go if 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 Pittsburgh was to get rid of him. Uh huh. And his job is not even open, but if it could be open after they blew the playoff, Tomlin in Miami. Oh, that'd be nice. But they got a good. They, I like that coach down there too. It's just they. They had some injuries at the end, man, and they they couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, for Miami. Yeah. So that, that that'd be a damn good move, but I don't know. It just feel like I'm used to seeing him in Pittsburgh. Um, man, that's that's tough right there. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him in Chicago with the Bears, though. Yeah, that would that would be a good fit too. I just think it's interesting. This man has given you seventeen straight winning seasons, and he he's done it this year with Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, uh, and Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Yeah, you're right about that. Like <laughs> that's one hell of a trio. Like what? <laughs> I'm surprised how he made how he made that happen, and then the decline of like uh, of Najee, um, he revived him a little bit because that run game was just god awful. They couldn't everything couldn't be bad, but the defense was always stout. Yeah. Oh, hey Rodney, I got another one for you. Bill Belichick, did you see that he had an interview with the Falcons? Yeah, was I I I don't like him with the Falcons. I don't like that. I don't either. either. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, that was kind of weird to me. Um, yeah, that one caught me off guard as well. Um, well, which one? Well, which one caught you off? Caught you off guard the worst? Um, that one. That I would say that one. But uh, hardball to the Chargers, though. They, he had a, he an interview with the Chargers. Yeah, I. Well, he's been connected. I could see him wanting to go there. You got Herbert. Um, I also think it's a negotiating tool for uh, Michigan or against Michigan, I should say. Um, I don't know if he's fully sold on going to the NFL based on reports. Um, so, I don't know. I could see Belichick in L.A. too. I mean, that's what I was thinking too. I could see him more with like a Herbert – and that defense is not that bad out there. They just got a lot of injuries. Um, this season has been really injury riddled for a lot of teams. Um, even our own Lions, but we're getting healthy at the right time. Um, we still haven't got Houston back too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if he if he plays next this upcoming Sunday. I know if we're gonna get him going, and if we're gonna contend against a team uh, like the Baltimore Ravens or the uh, San Francisco 49ers or Green Bay moving forward. I think we can get by with the team that we have now, but with the next games coming up, we got to get Houston started. He's got to, he's got to, we need him in there. Yeah. And so AFC, we have, um, I'm in Baltimore, Houston, and then you have Patrick Mahomes going on the road for the first time in his career for the playoff um, to what's probably going to be another cold game to Buffalo. 
And I actually think the Chiefs get it done in Buffalo. You know what? I'm I'm riding with you on that one too. Um, this is not his first rodeo, and I believe that the the Chiefs will step up. The defense is better. Um, I think they'll step up and win that game. Yeah, I think Pacheco and the run game they, that, that travels the whole Mahomes Kelsey connection that travels. Um, Kansas City has had a. a Dare I say it, the defense has been better than the offense this year. Uh, defense, of course, travel. And I think Josh Allen gives you one of those Josh Allen games where he throws one of them unexcusable interceptions. You know what? I, man, Rodney, that sounds like you It sounds like you one of the play writers for the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like the most accurate. I, I got another part for the script too. I believe that Mahomes will score a running touchdown, and I believe that Allen's going to score a rushing touchdown as well yeah, in that I, game. I could see that, and I, and I think this is going to be the Patrick Mahomes rushing touchdown where he has the ball kind of halfway over his head, celebrating as he goes in. Uh, oh yeah. That, <laughs> The Baltimore-Houston game, I think C.J. Stroud finally gets brought down back to reality. Yeah, that that Baltimore defense is really nasty. I, uh, but that's the same thing I said about uh, the Browns defense, but Flacco put them kind of be, behind the uh, eight ball. And I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't see Lamar doing, doing it. I think, um, I think he seals his – Hold on the NFL MVP. I think Mike McDonald, uh, who should definitely be an NFL coach next year, I think he cooks up some exotic blisses um, that CJ Stroud hasn't seen before, and I think they cheat off. Right. No, I, I definitely agree. I think Lamar Jackson, I put him in for a rushing touchdown, too. That defense for Texans, don't get me wrong, has been really good, too, but yeah, I, I believe that, like you just said, Lamar Jackson, he doesn't throw the ball in high volume like that. He's really precise. Um, I believe the defense is going to play their part. They're going to – they're gonna. It's, I think it's going to be a close game. Don't get I, me wrong. So, I have another part to the, to the screw. I think OBJ has a coming out party. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, he, he needs it. Eight-plus catches. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, so um, AFC, I think we're in agreement. KC, Baltimore, uh, which will make for a very interesting AFC championship game. Um, KC versus Baltimore at Baltimore. Uh but I do think this is the year um, Lamar Jackson gets over the hump and um, Baltimore returns to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I just I honestly think that uh, I'm a huge Lions fan and I love my Lions. But it, the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens on a collision course. Yeah. I would love for the Lions to, to you know, be there. 
Uh, I'm not even mentally prepared for that to happen. Yeah, I don't, like, think, I, I, I don't <laughs> think anybody in it. And, like, if that happens, and it was funny, I, I saw somebody, um, I want to say it was Corey Woods that tweeted out, like, um, and be thankful that it was sub-degree temperatures because had it not been freezing, the city would have burnt after the playoff wins. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just, I don't. Man, I, I don't know. I'm not even mentally prepared for it, man, because I you don't just make it to the playoffs. And then all those moves we were begging them to make, we were like, man, you guys aren't going to do anything if you don't make these moves. Well, you beat one of the hottest teams in the NFL without making any of those moves. And you contain Aaron Donald. And golf didn't throw an interception like that. Yeah, you still have a lot of salary cap flexibility going into um, next season. It'll be interesting to see. Um, who they sign? Um, if one of the, if we know one thing for damn sure is um, when it comes to the draft and Brad Holmes, we trust. Is that and you know what else they, that that uh, Dan Campbell said in the interview that that I really he said you only got to win four games, four games in a row. That's it. Mm-hmm. He said you go on a four game winning streak. He said and this team is streaky. I said, damn, that made a lot of sense. You just you, you just playing like a regular. He said it's just like you're playing. You're starting the season over. You're playing another schedule. This is second. This is the third half of the season. And I said, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things uh, we've talked a lot of football, um, rightfully so. Um, I do want to recap the. Real quick, and then I want to get into Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock. Because <laughs> um, 2024 has been um, good to us. We've had um, Cat Williams, and now we have Stephen A. Smith finally responding to um, and Jason Whitlock. But your Michigan Wolverines, we, we mentioned it, but we haven't really talked about it. Uh, in a game that was actually on score wise was a lot closer than the actual game was. It seemed like Michigan should have beat the Washington like forty five to thirteen. Yeah, and they it felt like they could have really put them away too. Um I, I just, Washington Washington was feisty man, but I, I still think Penix was yeah, I think he's overrated man. Oh yeah uh-huh. Penix looked he, I'm never yeah. sure. He, when I say he looked battered and bruised, and yeah, he's he's super over it. And I was telling people that too, because a lot of people, like, oh man, Penix. And I said, have you guys watched any Washington games? Have you? Have you? We can recap and look at the scores. You know, a lot of those games, we went into overtime. A lot of those games, they were really bad games. Like uh, they weren't really great games. He stood out because, of course, he was the and they, the kicker. The kicker they had in there wasn't really good. Like that team wasn't really a great team. They just happened to stumble and get hot at certain times. But all the games that they played this season were damn near close, except for two of them. Yeah, and I think the Michigan defense because they only had one sack, but they got enough pressure all the time. Where he, uh, I'm gonna use a word I haven't. Well, a term I haven't heard since Joy Harrington was quarterback in the Detroit Lions. It was like Penix had happy feet. They uh, spared him up. 
he was terrible at reading covers. The the interception he threw to Michael, Mikey Sanders still, um, that was into like triple coverage. Yeah, he just it felt like you right. It felt like he was just rushing things, and he wasn't. He played like Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. And the <laughs> offensive line for them to win the Joe Moore uh, O line of the year award. Um, I, I think Michigan took that personal. Yeah, that, that now that was ridiculous. How the hell did they win the O line of the year award? Are you? When I heard that, I I, I was super pissed off. Everybody knows the best O line in the NCAA is it belongs to Michigan. We know that. Everybody knows that, and that, I think they just gave that to them just out of spite. Yeah. So because shoot, Michigan D line O line dominated both sides of the ball. Um, I don't know with the twelve game playoff if you'll see another fifteen and team or sixteen and 17 and however many games it's gonna to take to win it. Um I don't know if you'll see a team dominate um a season like Michigan had this season. Especially in the in the fashion that they dominated in, right? They they can they can run it, they can run it down your throat. Um and needless to say, they have they'll have another two headed monster running back um, next season. I know Horms got gone to the NFL, but Donovan Edwards is coming back. Um, Jordan Marshall, that the kid they're getting from Ohio. If you look at his highlights, he's going to be a problem. Ooh, yeah, I I've seen his highlights, and I'm like, whoa. Um, JJ McCarthy, of course, you know he's leaving as well, so. That leaves up uh that's gonna be interesting to see the QB battle. Yeah, I give the especially if Harbaugh comes back, I give the edge to um the the kid they got coming in from Carolina. Uh, so I know but the one kid that they have, uh I know that a lot of people would would notice that guy as he comes in and he'll just do a couple of running plays because he's a speedster. Oh. Oh, Alex Orgy. Yeah, Orgy is nice. That is, that kid is nice. Uh six three, two hundred and forty something pounds, I think. Twenty yeah, forty something, yeah. Linebacker. Yeah, that's a, I'm like, man, this guy is massive, man. And uh he got an arm on him too. It's just he didn't get a chance to really display it. But either way it goes, man, both of those guys, as long as they're in QB competition and and bigging each other up, we can have like an amazing quarterback play, amazing running back play. The line doesn't ever change. Um, Michigan stays with great offensive linemen and defensive linemen. So I think we we're in for another uh, treat next season. Yeah. So just wanted to touch on Michigan. Wanted to get into Stephen A. Smith uh, finally addressing Jason Woodlock because. Jason Woodlock has poked this bear for about nine or ten years now. And Stephen A. Smith finally had enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you're not aware, so Jason Woodlock, who used to work for ESPN and has bounced around 
damn near everywhere since he's left ESPN. I mean, he's worked for the Kansas City Star. He's watched, worked for Fox. He's worked for, um, now he worked for like Blaze TV or something. Um, but he, the uh, Trump supporter, kind of reminds you of the Dave Chappelle hole when the black guy played the KKK member type skit. Um, but he has said things about Stephen A. Smith and other black reporters, especially though that worked for ESPN. I guess the last throw for Stephen A. Smith was he questioned and basically said Stephen A. Smith lied about stuff that he had in his autobiography. <laughs> Main Stephen A. Smith on the Stephen A. Smith podcast. Uh, that's on YouTube, and I think it's titled Stephen A. Smith um, addresses. Jason Whitlock or something. Um, you knew you were going to get something with Stephen A. Smith's tweet. I'm finally going to address this fat bastard. <laughs> and he let him have it too, Rodney. Yeah, I didn't. First of all, when Stephen A. Smith started saying he called his pastor, he should have <laughs> known it was something. But he called him a Fat bastard, a hot piece of shit. Um, at one point, called him a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. um, no, he did. He did. That was hilarious. Um, but and I've seen a couple of the articles. <laughs> I agree. Jason will like have this one coming. Um, Jamel Hill and Dan Labatar and a few other people have basically co-signed everything Stephen A. Smith has said about Jason Willock. So. Yeah, Jason, everybody knows. I, you know what's crazy? I actually blocked him. I used to follow uh, Jason Whitlock. I know that's crazy. I used to follow him. And I didn't know. I, I followed him and uh, Marcellus Wiley. But I didn't know what I was in for because, I, you know, I was used to them from Sports Nation and some of the other ESPN shows that they were affiliated with. And then I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? Like, things just slowly became, like, weird, especially with Marcellus Wiley. I was kind of surprised with him. And, and Whitlock kind of surprised me, too. But, yeah, both of those guys are ridiculously, like, insane. And I think they're just doing shit for clout. They're clout chasing. They got to be. Yeah. I, I, so I knew someone uh, who knew – um, who had worked with Jason Woodlock um, directly at the Kansas City Star. So um, I, I, I knew some things about him. Um, I do feel like he, he kept poking Stephen A. Bear because Stephen A., like he rightfully said on his podcast, is the biggest name in the industry, whether you love Stephen A. Smith or not. First take him is the, the biggest sports talk show, whatever you want to call it, especially now that he has um, Shay Shay on it with him. Yeah, because he, I mean, he's, he's went after the 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 big names at ESPN, not small names. Uh, then I thought it was interesting that, I don't know if you saw Whitlock's response or some of the things he tweeted out afterwards. Um, where he talked about the writers at the Undisputed that he didn't hire or didn't have on there wasn't because 
um, they turned him down us because they couldn't write. <laughs> and wow. I find that high. I, I call it bullshit because you're talking about Jamel Hill that writes for the Atlantic. One of one of one of my favorite sports writers to to read. Um, Howard Bryant, great writer. Um, Stephen A. Smith. If you go back and read some of the stuff that he did for the um, Philadelphia Inquirer, he he's a damn good writer. So I I definitely call bullshit on that one. Yeah, that's what I said. Whitlock, he just says a lot. A lot of stuff spews out of his mouth, man. And he just says random things that just doesn't make any sense. And, and some of the timelines just doesn't add up. He's always been that way. And I, I don't know what happened to make him actually get worse. Because he's worse than what he was before. And now he just, especially when his takes on, on political issues, like, it's just, it's... Is outlandish and wild, man. So, like I said, I blocked Whitlock, and I blocked him a long time ago, and I just I don't follow him. I blocked him on Facebook. I blocked him on everything. Yeah, but I'm I'm half because somebody needed to um, needed to say address him. So, but I'll tell you one thing though, Rodney, Whitlock will answer you if you say something to him because you know I'm. I troll the shit out of everybody, and he uh, he actually responds back to you. So that's why I blocked him, because I'm like, what the fuck? This guy responded back to me, and I think we argued for a bit. And I was just like, uh, uh he, he's going to keep coming. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's so- why I think I blocked him, because why would I block him? I blocked him because he kept fucking arguing with me, so I just was like, I forget it. All that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I could actually see him because um, he has nothing but time, so I could see him responding. <laughs> back That's to what it is. I was going to say, this is worse than when I uh, fucking trolled Papoose. At least Papoose, like, he tried to go under, he argued with me on his profile, then he went to another profile that was like his burner and then tried to argue with me. Then he blocked me on his profile and blocked me on his burner profile. I was just like, okay, but Whitlock argue with me all fucking day long and night. <laughs> I just like, fuck that. Like, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Only <laughs> <laughs> him got satisfaction out of you blocking him. I know. <laughs> like, got his ass. I just was tired. You can't, it's hard for you. Like you said, he got nothing but fucking air and opportunity and time. I'm fucking working a job and doing, you know, I, I can't. Trolling and fucking work a job at the same time. That's a lot of shit. Yeah, and I didn't um I didn't know what Blaze TV was until uh Steve A. Smith said it. That's where he was. And I had to look up what the hell is Blaze TV. I didn't even know there was a conservative sports <laughs> network. <laughs> yeah, it's uh Blaze TV conservative sports. I mean they got some they got some decent takes on there and they got some decent people on there. Um, of course, Whitlock is the the main focal point. Um, if you like to hear his bullshit that he spews, <laughs> yeah, he said a conservative sports network. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know what Blaze TV was at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, right, you silly. Um, 
still can, and like I said, this damn near has been going on a decade where um, Jason Will, like I said, um, stuffing by Stephen A. Smith. And to Stephen A. Smith's point, I've have, and like I said, I've known people disagree with Stephen A. Smith all the time, and he disagrees with people. And I have never heard him say anything negative about a colleague. Yeah, that's just that's not his style, man. I that's why everybody respects Stephen A. Smith. The only thing that people don't they they get confused on certain things. They get refused they they get confused on his his takes, and they refuse to give him some slack. Like they give everybody else slack, but since he's like the big wig over at ESPN and and he does say some outlandish takes, but yeah. they all do. They all do. It's just they they really chime in on what Stephen A. Smith says, man. And, if you listen to those guys, you'll think that they know every goddamn thing, and which they don't. How many times have they told us the Lions aren't really that good? Remember, Stephen A. Smith was the main one. Remember, he said, "Well, I don't believe in the Lions. The Lions aren't going to do this. They're not going to do that. They're going to come that on." After, that was after the Baltimore game. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they 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 put them in there, and then they took them right out, and they didn't believe in them. They wrote them off. If you look, if you've been looking at ESPN the past. Uh, the past few days leading up to the Lions game, nobody was really picking them except for Rex Ryan and you had a, a couple other people. Yeah, but Rex, nobody really believed in the Lions. Yeah, Rex Ryan, to his credit, I'll give him this. He has he'll die on that Lions heel from this year, it seems like so. Yeah, he sees it. He sees it like we see it. And that's what I was saying, man. Like I as much as I'm a fan of football, I'm riding the high. I love the Lions. But we're on the collision course for uh, Baltimore against the 49ers. They are the two best teams. And if you look at it from 49ers' perspective, you only have to beat the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Detroit Lions to get to a Super Bowl. Like If I told you that as a 49ers fan, that's all you have to do is beat those teams. Um, Two of those three teams, like, come on. Like that's that's an easy cakewalk for them, and they are out of all those teams, they are the most talented. So, yeah. So, music wise, I think it's been pretty quiet in, so far in the month of January. Uh-huh. Couple of singles still still waiting on a, a few people that have. I guess and definitely push their albums back. It seems like you got a, you got a couple people that push their albums back. We had a couple surprise albums. Um, I was really surprised. Uh, Twenty One Savage came out swinging, man. Twenty One. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty One. Twenty One. Yeah, he came out swinging. Um, he dropped a well. It was kind of weird. I thought it was some type of movie or something at first because. Um, he had Childish Gambino, um, in a row as as him as Twenty One Savage. Like he was playing Twenty One Savage in a in a clip. I didn't know that he was promoting the album. So mm-hmm. Childish Gambino comes out here, and uh, he's doing a who's the young man that plays Will in the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air remake. Um, I can't think of his actual name. Um, Jabari something. It, but that young man was playing Metro Booming. <laughs> and and they, they're, sitting, 
<laughs> Drake put out the album on social media. He covered up Metro Boom's name. So, yeah. So it, Metro Boom was played by that young man from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and um, and Childish Gambino was playing Twenty One Savage, and they're having a conversation of how uh, basically they came up with with the name. And, you know, he was telling this background story. And I'm like, whoa, this is going to be like a movie already. People were in the comments like, man, this movie is going to be crazy. Like, how does 21 Savage have a movie already? And it was like for the skit of his, uh, for his album. So, yeah, um, album's pretty decent to me. I think it's pretty dope. It's, 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 it's a good way to start off 2024. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm like, it's just, it, it is what it is. Like, it's it's 21 Savage, so. Yeah, I'll say it's definitely a 21 Savage album. Yeah, like, it. I mean, I don't expect nothing more, nothing less. Like, it, it's pretty solid. But that's the way he's been pretty much trending anyway. I think his last three albums, if you including this one, if you put the one with him and Drake, and then the yeah. album before that, and this one, like, they're all pretty solid. So, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Childish Gambino, um, he is supposed to release an album this year. He's got a lot going on in 2024, um, releasing a new album. Um, he also has the show uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a, I don't know if you want to call it a reboot, a remake of the, um, I guess this is the third time this has been done, because you had the Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt one. And now, I don't know if you saw the previews on Amazon Prime, you have uh, Donald Glover starring as Mr. Smith um, in an Amazon Prime remake. It's going to be a series. Um, I guess the difference is, is him and the lady that played Mrs. Smith, they know they're two different hitmen or spies or whatever, and they're going to be, I guess, Married and pretending and fall in love, something like that. I don't know. Oh wow, yeah, that's about to be crazy. Yeah, but the, you can check the they they finally released a trailer um, for it on Amazon Prime last week. So um, trailer looks pretty good though. February second, I believe, is when it premieres on Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah, I can't wait to check that out. I um. Of course, I you know I'm more of the uh, the silly side. You know I love my cartoons and all that stuff. Um, I'm not sure if you watched any episodes of Ted. Um, I have not. It's on my watch list. I'm still trying to finish um, a Louder Milk on um, Netflix. Okay, yeah, I, I got to check out Louder Milk, but I already watched the whole season uh, of Ted already. I was waiting on it. And it, it finally came out, so. And you won't be sorry. It's pretty funny, man. It gets you a, a few chuckles in there. And, um, it's not appropriate for children, of course. And Seth MacFarlane, it is. Yeah, either. Seth MacFarlane, something else. Either Louder Milk. Louder Milk is definitely not a child friendly show. Uh, and I, I'll have, it's funny because I have been thinking. Like watching it, so like, where do I know this main character from? And it's my guy from um, Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I miss that show. Mm -hmm. So, um, but Milk is pretty good. Uh, Reacher, 
it's another, and I think the series finale for Reacher is this Thursday on Amazon Prime, too. So, if you're looking for a good action show, uh, Reacher is definitely it. It's already been renewed for season three. So, I think it got renewed for season three before season two even debuted. Yeah, because the first season was amazing. And this season doesn't let up either. So, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, Reacher, damn good show. And actually better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, I said I was going to go back and watch the movies, and I have not made Well, and I guess because in the Amazon series, I mean, I'm a Tom Cruise fan, but he doesn't really fit the Reacher profile. Right, like, them camera angles got to make him super, like, Tom Cruise is super short, man, so... Those angles make him look big, and it's just, it's not it for me, man. That, that's, he doesn't fit the role. Stick to the to the Mission Impossible, which there's another Mission Impossible um, coming up. Um, hell, did you see the Martin reunion yesterday at the um, Emmys? No, I did not. So, um, shout out to Anthony Anderson hosted, but there there was a uh, Martin reunion, uh, Martin Lawrence, T.J. Campbell, um, all four of the, the surviving, because, um, of course, um, Tommy Ford is no longer with us. Um, they presented a war yesterday at the Emmy. So, um, Grey's Anatomy, there was a... Uh, Grey's Anatomy um, reunion of sorts. Um, a Jefferson reunion. So I thought it was pretty cool that they got some of the iconic cast um, back together for the 75th um, Emmy. So. Oh, man, that's dope. I got to look that up now, Rodney. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Taraji P. Henson presented. Um, so um, Anthony, Anthony Anderson did a really, really, really good job hosting. See, and I, he always been he always been one of those ones for me, man. I like Anthony Anderson. Yeah, uh, it was funny because I I can't think of which actress it was, but they're a huge uh, Philadelphia fan, so they were like, they tweeted out like the Emmys and Philly playing at the same time. They're like trying to watch the game at the Emmys, so I thought that was funny. Uh, I wonder when they turned it off because. Um, Philly was not it <laughs> yesterday. Only, yeah, bad, only bad thing about Philly losing is we won't get any of the um, Don Staley uh, Philly jersey while she's coaching this year. Yeah, they were just – I can't believe they were like one and six in their last like seven games. That was just insane to me. Yeah, so um, – what? So yeah, we Martin reunion, Fast Five reunion yesterday with the 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 days of uh, <laughs> the reunion. Yeah, I, I'm still blown away. You know how it came across on my timeline? It came across with because of course I follow Chris Webber and Jalen. I follow the that's Jimmy Jackson all of them. I follow all the Fast Five, but um, I saw Jalen Rose and Chris Webber like uh, they were were at a gas station or something and yeah. uh, took a picture and I was like, yo, this is crazy. That's so how I came across my timeline. I found out about it. Cause, um, 
I followed the U of M basketball, like I have a Google alert. So there was something, um, five, five, um, reunion, um, rumor. And I'm like, wait a minute, reunion. Like <laughs> what? Is, and then, you know, it was saying all five, all five members were expected to be in attendance today at the Ohio state game. And I'm like, shit, I'm not, like, I have to go back and watch the game now because I was at uh, Henry Ford Museum yesterday. Like, damn it. And, you know, I, I knew it was something, like, really iconic because I seen Jim Jackson take pictures and a couple other Ohio State people take pictures with him, too. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, and um, Jim Jackson talked about, you know, uh, playing against him and then being teammates with um most of them, um, you know, um, Jawan at one point, Chris at one point, so, and Jay Lou. So, yeah, so I was like, man, that's that was that's a crazy iconic photo, too, with all of them in there, man. It's, um, it's good to see. Hopefully, their mojo rubs off on the basketball team because, um, Michigan basketball has been terrible to watch this year. Not as bad. Yeah, they've been bad. But they've been bad. Actually, um, hell, Michigan State has just been a touch above bad. But thankfully for them, U of M won the national championship and the Detroit Lions are in the playoffs. So nobody's really been checking for college basketball in this area like that. Right. Nobody looking for the – and the Pistons been taking the, the, the punches all in the head. Uh you know what's crazy? I bet you don't know this too, Rodney. University of Detroit Mercy is 0-17 and haven't won a game all season. Nope. Men's basketball. But nobody's looking. Nobody, They're hiding right now because nobody's paying attention to them. When you got the Pistons losing horrible, you got the Michigan Wolverines losing horrible, and Michigan is just treading above water. Like, they're, they're terrible. They were terrible in football. They're treading right now, and that's weird for an Izzo team, you know, like that. Yeah, it's pretty bad on the basketball end on uh, for uh, Michigan sports. Yeah, they are 0-18. Wow. Oh, they're 0-18 now. I said 0-17. Yeah, they're 0-18. <laughs> they're pretty bad, man. They're really bad. Um, and a lot of these scores have not been close. No, they're been getting their asses smoked. And that's what I was looking at. I was like, whoa, like, it's got to be some type of shining light. Oakland, Oakland Grizzlies are terrible. Like, they're bad, too. I think they only won, like, four games this season or something. I could be wrong about that, four or five. Oakland like, has, it's just been really bad. Oakland has been bad the last few years, to be honest. I wonder who's the coach for Oakland now. It can't be Campy. It's still He's like, whoa, whoa, and they're losing. You know what's crazy? Like, with these recruits, these recruits are getting picked up by everybody now, man. And it's hard for uh, for teams to contend. And I, I, I'm pissed off about that for Michigan, too, because I think Howard was wrong for having his sons play for him. And I don't think that they were that great. Well, Jet was definitely a scholarship type player. Now, um, Jace should have should have been a walk on, right? 
Yeah, he definitely wasn't a uh, scholarship. Um, I I just think both of them, you know, it, and then to be like a one and done, and then a couple of those other guys too that we had that came in and they should at least play three years. And I think that's that's the thing. Some players you can tell that are really special, but some of them are nowhere near special, and they need the three and four years as uh, <laughs> supplied to them. Like they need the three and four years to to establish themselves because you got too many players that right now that are not really that great and they're just making that leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so basketball around here is terrible. But hopefully um, next week we're previewing a NFC championship matchup featuring um, the Detroit Lions. And if Tommy is correct, hell, we might get a, another Detroit Lions playoff games. Shit, no wonder it's cold as hell outside because hell, it has efficiently frozen. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. Um, and hopefully uh, next week we'll have a resolution with the Jim Harbaugh situation one way or another. Does he go? Does he stay? Uh, we shall see. Uh, but shit, stay warm because <laughs> it's cold out. <clears throat> Thinking like 10 degrees in Dallas right now. So Yeah, that is, man, I can't believe how cold it is. But we will catch y'all on the B-side. Peace.